0: Hi Chinyamaji family. As the global pandemic rolls into another week, we are here to make sure you stay informed and inspired by our guests and their stories. This week we hosted Horetinye Teach. Founder and CEO at Utabiti Healthcare, a pharmaceutical company founded on the need to increase access to safe medicine across all communities. He is a young entrepreneur who at an early age saw a problem in the pharmaceutical space and opted to find a solution for it. He tells us his story and experience working in the startup world and the importance of building your brand to help in fundraising. Be motivated and enlightened. Enjoy the podcast. How are you guys doing, Chine Maji family? This is your host, Mark Karaki. Super excited to be bringing you yet another episode of the podcast. And uh, these crazy days of COVID, we're all uh, trying to keep things moving. And uh, we are, I'm super excited to bring you uh, another session of this. To, today, we have uh, another entrepreneur, local entrepreneur, Tawet who is the founder of Utabiti. To come and talk to us about what they do and uh, share his story uh, of being uh, a founder in uh, in Africa and be, being a, uh, a young entrepreneur in Kenya. So, Tawet, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Good stuff. So, I guess the first place to start is is ask you know what is Utabiti? What do you guys do?
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, thank you to everyone listening. Um, it's always a pleasure to meet you all uh, virtually through online means, and to share more and get to learn from each other more. Uh, I'm looking forward to more episodes from uh, this particular podcast so that we can interact more and find solutions for Africa. So my name, as you heard, is I'm um, the founder of, of Uthabiti. Beauty. Um, beauty basically is a health, health startup uh, trying to integrate technology and traditional business, uh, traditional ways of doing business to come up with one of the most disruptive ways of impacting the pharmaceutical industry in Kenya. So we are foremost a pharmaceutical company majoring in retail and distribution. That means if you need anything in terms of health, medicines, we're the go-to company. We are currently based in in, in Kilmani and in Langata and looking forward to scale across other places in Nairobi and in Kenya. Um, our journey starts way back in 20, 2015 when when I was in university, and I came across fake medicines. Uh, at that time, there was rampant cases of unplanned pregnancies in my uh, campus, and as a young Which student, number and, number? Uh, more university main campus. And okay. it's it's sad to note that we're one of the most notorious universities in terms of backstreet uh, abortions. So these are some of the things that triggered me to find out why wow. young people would resort to such issues, and my personal story is. Encountering this particular case where a student had, uh, had, 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 had subdued himself into 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 an abortion. Now, with much research, and as a young student, I was able to figure out there was an outbreak of counterfeit medicines, and that time it was the, some fake uh, post tool pills which had flooded the market. And uh, this now pointed me with more why questions, moving from just you know the pills and trying to understand more about the pharmaceutical industry and why this would happen to vulnerable communities such as young people. Um, of course, this was followed up with a series of information from the Ministry of Health uh, issue issuance of, of, of of notices that you need to stop taking this particular drug. They are victims of this, and this is a story that has been on till. This year, last year, last year we had we saw a notice on the same old fake antibiotics argumenting that had flooded the market. And it was a problem that needed to be solved. So at an early stage, I and the little knowledge I had about technology, which was software development, um, I developed an app that you can just scan the barcode of of, 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 of any drug and, and and it will tell you if it's legitimate or not. And in the long run, uh I tried but it was not the solution that we needed i mean we, t- we didn't have a database so it has been a journey till then till now and as a moment when we talk about being in the retail and distribution of medicines and also being a quality test company that tests the quality of medicines stock them and then dispense it to the communities we understand the whole value chain of protecting communities from counterfeit medicines and unsafe medicines that has been our chain. And till date, we have integrated moving from an app to U S S D, uh, using blockchain to, to hold up the data. And all through, it has been a development, but again, focusing on the main goal, which is increasing access to self healthcare products. So basically, in a nutshell, that is what we do at Truthabity.
0: Thank you so much for that. So number of questions just pop up right off the bat. So outbreak of fake medicines. yeah, um, And you, I think you mentioned one... Interesting brand or one brand when you, when you said that could you do you have some brands you can some names that were they were being called or were they just faceless brands what were these products so that at least people encounter them they can know these are the ones that you're talking I, about
1: I think I'll go I'll go I'll go I'll go recently I think I'll just dive into the most recent case which it was last year um, I, I want to believe it was in between June all the way to to September where the government issued. A notice of um, fake argumenting; those are antibiotics, basically, uh, that had not met the quality standards for 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 them to be stocked in in, in and to be dispensed to communities. That is a, that is one of them. Uh, I, I can I can go back on and on and on. I can go back on and on. In in twenty in twenty eighteen, uh, the ministry of um, the ministry of of trade and industry again clamped down up to 20000 pieces of fake two tubes that had been yes that had just post-tinyo. got into the country without following due procedure again their quality was questionable so it is a whole range and in in my experience in this field we cannot say that i, I wouldn't be quick to to label particular brands as uh, suspicious but I'd be quick to say we need to watch out where we get these medicines, uh, and who gives it. To, who gives them to us? Because uh, counterfeit medicines can adapt any form of brand. As long as it's a fast-moving drug, it can adapt any form of drug. That's why foremost is key to know where to get the right medicines and how you can hold and, and how you can hold the person accountable that this is a quality
0: medicine. Yeah. So um, where where do they come from? generally is there a specific source that people number one where do they come from number two other than verifying uh of course knowing who you're getting it from that's a big check obviously uh from legitimate sources is there also maybe an online list where people can actually maybe you guys have developed or somebody else has developed maybe the ministry of health so people can actually know what to watch out for what's hot what's what, what the trends are An online resource like that, information resource. So, two questions. One is, where do these drugs? Is there a specific region of the world, right, where they're coming from, and is there an online resource where people can actually go and maybe get more information about these these particular drugs?
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, the largest the, the largest uh, economy, uh, the largest pharmaceutical economy that has a high impact on Kenya is India. We, we, we source a significant amount of medicines from India to Kenya. So uh, in more than one scenario, we can source these medicines from abroad, uh, be it India or China, but regardless, in as much as quality medicines are getting into the market, we need to understand that the, the chances of counterfeit as well getting into the market are the same as long as we don't have uh, checks and balances on how we can we can track and trace safe medicines from the point of manufacturing to consumption then we don't really can point fingers that this is the source and this is what is happening it's the same case. We have local manufacturers uh, who, who again, fail these particular standards. Just the, the day we, it was yesterday, a DCI raided um, a, pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical manufacturing company in Australia called uh, Mac Pharmaceuticals. These are just cases that it doesn't mean it has to come from outside or anywhere. It is a collective effort to centralize data of safe medicines and give an online platform that empowers people to verify these medicines, which goes to the very backbone of what we do out of the BD. So, Mark, I'll just walk you through it. So, as I said, we are a distribution and retail company. So, one of the major processes in our company is to procure medicines from manufacturers or distributors, larger distributors. Once we do that, we stock them in our warehouse. After that, we have now to pass them through a lab test using the pharmacopoeia, ensuring that each medicine passes the key ingredient uh the key ingredient uh required measure once that is okay then we're able to generate unique IDs for each and it's a blockchain platform that generates unique unique IDs for each drug we label this drug and then we place these drugs on our shelves that are retail points now as as an end user I would first of all as as as, as beauty pharmacy it is in our mandate to educate the public that you need to hold the person giving you medicines accountable. So our value proposition for the longest time has been, you can visit any other beauty pharmacy and hold us accountable on on the drugs that we dispense through the unique ID that we place on our medicines. And once you verify this, you're able to gain data on the the, the lab test and its performance during that lab test. And again, assure you that this product is safe. That has been for all of us. And in terms of if the the government has taken steps in, in trying to harmonize the data and ensuring the, the, the public that these drugs are safe. We are trying their best. Our regulatory body is the Pharmacy Imposants Board. Um, they have gone stages to label pharmacies that are legally uh, licensed to trade, that is one. Secondly, they are working as well to use the same measure that you're using to label medicines, uh, basically, to, to push manufacturers. Uh, to label their medicines and pass on that data to them for public uh, for public um, accountability. So it is it is a space that is developing, and in the next five to ten years, I'm sure it's something that we shall see along the way.
0: So let me ask you a question. So yeah. so you guys test them in your own lab and then yes. verify them yourselves.
1: Uh, yes. So basically, when uh, when okay, when you say in our own lab, <laughs> we know it's so quite a big lab. I mean. A lab is the size of a room when you have to try and think about it. So we have key machines that that are able to test the quality of medicines through the pharmacopia, and that's what we do. I
0: guess my and, question is: my question is: my question is: yeah. who overse- Who do you have a third party that oversees? this? Because at the end of the day, there any the, ver- the veracity of any verification mechanism is having a third party who oversees. If I if I'm using my own lab to test my own stuff, yeah, that lacks. That's the chick. That's the the wolf is guarding the hen house here, right? So. Who is is there a third party that's actually involved? If you could send them, how, how does this work? How do I know that what you're saying is true?
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, we procure medicines. So as as uh, as as uh, as a retail company and distributor company, it is our right to hold the manufacturer accountable on the quality of the medicines now the, the 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 manufacturer lists this medicines with the pharmacy symposiums board and they tell them this is our drug it has this ingredients it is safe for public consumption and they're given the go ahead once you procure from them we hold them accountable and we say okay guys you've delivered this we need to check this and this and this so it is more on us holding them accountable and having them um, uh, like value for money and at the same time increasing safety for communities but apart from that, once we test the quality of medicines, uh, we cannot say that we have a third party that oversees all, all, all the verifications. But whenever we find any fault and we feel this has not met the standards that we need, we are able to last the National, National Quality Control Laboratory, which is the main government laboratory that now takes any complaints on terms of quality of medicines. And we're able to tell them this is a drug that we, we got and we don't think it is fair enough or basically it doesn't meet the quality standards please look into this matter we do not have the powers to prosecute them directly of course
0: so let me ask you this so before you guys showed up in the market are you saying yeah. is it should we assume that none of this stuff was happening no i mean
1: there are different there are different um, uh, companies that have their own labs i, I wouldn't know about the big brands that, that are there but for one i can assure you that kimri uh, not kimri not sorry Kemsar, Kenya medical supplies Agency do have their own internal lab and we know the only ones it's just i feel uh, basically i know we're we're the first ones to try and merge technology and to hold on to that uh, data and effectively communicate it to the end consumer but in more than one in in more than one scenario um uh, pharmaceutical companies have had their own internal laboratories that ascertain the quality of the medicines they have.
0: Right, but, but on we're talking about on the on the supply side, right? On the retail side. Yeah, yes. Uh, folks, traditional pharmaceuticals did not see it as part of their responsibility to verify. Did they just buy and push on? Was that the kind of scenario? Because, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily... It's easier to do with technology, but yeah. part of it is a philosophy. It's a, way, it's a way you do business. It's why you exist in a market. Are we saying that before... The retail side was had no incentive to actually to have any veracity checks unless somebody was just a good person based on who they were. Is is that is that what was the status quo? Uh,
1: according to my research, and before I ventured into this piece, and 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 as a public, uh, basically as a as a as a as, a, as a end user of medicines, in no chance, and and I, and I don't think till date is there any particular retail point that I can walk to and ask them how sure are you this medicine is safe i have not seen it and and i think that's our value proposition and that's why we're different
0: got it okay um cool sounds good so it sounds sounds pretty solid and well thought through so there's there's so much to unpack here but fundamentally first question are you a software developer or, or no uh,
1: i'm a data scientist so that's why I, uh, it's it's a uh, uh, when you when you mention about software developer, I mean there's a huge range of 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 skills that one needs. But basically, my background is in data science, and and I think that's how I have grown in this particular space of not just uh, not in the pharmaceutical sector, but also trying to incorporate data and and pharmaceutical sector. So
0: define data science for me.
1: Uh, in my understanding of data science, is the ability to use a big chunk of information, breaking down to understandable nodes for public use and for public uh, interpretation. Uh, that is it, basically.
0: Okay, okay. So, how did you get into data science? I mean, you said that's your background. Uh, how? Where, what was that journey like? Well, where, where did you where did you come from, and how did you?
1: So. so Initially, uh, is uh, I don't think there's an answer to that as much because in our in our in our foremost in our early years back in 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 our secondary education, we all worked hard to be to be to get to where we were. Like so, we had dreams to be engineers, doctors across the board. And by the time I was getting into science, I, I'd say it was fairly a new concept. Uh, my first undergrad was in 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 bachelor of science, uh, communications um later on after i graduated and finished up to that it's when i saw those an ability those those change in the market and when computer science came in as a course uh, that was a whole that was a whole shift so when we came to to do computer science when computer
0: science came in as a course to more university it, or to kenya
1: no to kenya to kenya uh, i didn't take i didn't take computer science basically so so when, but, when
0: did computer science came to kenya as a course uh,
1: I think that was basically back in the when we when you talk of I wouldn't know because I didn't take computer science I'm I'd I'm, be I'm, I'm more focused on on data science but initially the initial conversations around computer science runs back up to the late 90s in Kenya and early 2000s and that's when computer science was now a big cause in in the market but to this date uh, as I looked at computer science and the different aspects that is being a software engineer uh, a hardware engineer uh, across all that board the one thing that really struck me out was uh, data science, and this is a course that I I continually um, to go for a diploma in it, and that's when where I you, out. Where did,
0: take, where did you take your diploma?
1: Uh, Strathmore University, uh, Strath University.
0: And what was the course like? There's a reason why I'm asking these questions. Uh, what was <laughs> yeah, the diploma? What was the length of what was the length of the what was the, the, what was the mm-hmm. diploma structured as, and when did you do it?
1: It was it was back in it was in twenty eight twenty seventeen. It was a six months course, uh, with different uh, with different modules. So we had machine learning. Uh, of course, you had to learn us this, the this simple aspects of, of coding that language. It was Python, all the way down to 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 uh, modeling. The, the modeling and and just so many courses that had to be listed down. And I think that's when. I grew my my touch in this particular space.
0: Okay, so the reason I bring that up is because Impact Africa, we actually recently launched Jenga School.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you familiar with that brand?
1: Yeah, I think I've heard about it. From...
0: Okay, yeah, so we're trying to solve the problem of, uh, what I would say, lack of quality data science and AI education yeah, I... programs.
1: Yes, uh, and I can assure you that oh, yeah. Growing in this space, um, I feel like there's still so much to do in terms of data science. Even I myself, I, I, and I'll always reiterate this, that I I feel best whenever whenever I meet um, key professionals in, in data science, both locally and internationally, I feel there's a uh, there's need to fill this space in Kenya in terms of the, t- the quality of education and information we pass uh, to young people to grow in this space.
0: Got it. Yeah, we're looking to solve that problem. So Jenga School is, is really excited about that. you uh, your spot on. But let's come back to now um, your journey. So what what was the so first thing, so the pharmaceutical space is the retail space especially, you know, it, it's it's an established space. There are many there are many players. I've heard stories about there being cartels in that space where, you know, you're not just gonna walk in and set up your pharmacy. Some some things that have been established for a long time are very difficult to get into. Um, what what was that process like for you guys? I guess the first
1: question is: Do you guys have a retail, two retail locations? Yeah, so we have two retail locations. One is on Riada Road, and another one is on uh, Langata. Now, uh, I think that answers the first question. The second question is how we got into the space. So, yeah. foremost, I I have no background in pharmaceutical space. So my partner is she's a, she's, a, she's, a, she's a she's a pharmacist by profession. And and What's uh, her name? Uh, Dr. Wakoli.
0: Okay, and how do you guys know each other? How did you guys connect? It's always very interesting to hear how entrepreneurs come together.
1: Uh, so again, I'll take you initially when we started when I when I had this idea and I had a big that was like a big bang in the pharmaceutical in industry. Um, and when we tried to, and I tried many solutions in the pharmaceutical industry, and trying to you know connect pharmacies through technology, and none of it was working because I I, I did blind emails, I I I went for meetings with all these big brands that you know in terms of retail, right. and then it dawned on me, this is a space that I cannot change, I I cannot I cannot wake up one morning and change, so I really have to get into I have to get into the market and 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 change this space from the inside and that's when i knew i had to go more into um, pharmaceutical space so Mm -hmm. i uh, just uh, we connected through friends who knew each other and Mm -hmm. and one one friend led me to another and i i met dr akoli and the first meeting we had was over lunch and i told her this is my story and this is what i want to change and for the first time, she she fell in love with the idea of what we were trying to do. And there hasn't been any, looking back, it has always been forward progress till date.
0: And when when was that meeting? How, what what when that was, exactly did that meeting happen?
1: It happened in 2018, uh, around... Oh, uh, quite it, recently. Quite recently, because I got into the pharmaceutical space. It's been one year now. So it happened in 2018, December and we started what we were doing in 2019 by by may yes
0: okay so what what was the, what's the funding process been like cuz setting up a, fam- a pharmacy a retail pharmacy costs a lot of money yeah it uh, does what was what's the, where, where did the funding come from did you guys raise money did, did you are you I mean, how did that happen
1: yeah uh, so again it's been a journey so fundraising as an entrepreneur especially in in africa is hard uh, so, but first, first things first, bootstrapping. So, the, the little money that we had, we pushed it into the business and said we need to set this up and do this and this, which was not enough. But along the way, we've been recipients of particular key um, key global uh, funding opportunities, uh, quite significantly, Bill and Gates uh, uh, Goalkeepers um, Funding for Young Organizations, uh, the International Anti Corruption uh, Series. As well by Transparency International, all the way to most recently um, by uh, yes, I think I think those are the key ones that really boosted us in this particular space, among more.
0: Those are not easy gates to get into, right? I yeah, mean, starting in May of 2019, right? Yeah, it seems like you are able to access those pretty quickly because a lot of people struggle with fundraising is really hard. What was, so, how did you get into, this do, into those doors? Help, help the other entrepreneurs understand what the process was like, because it seems like to you guys, it's been super easy. We're talking May 2019, yeah, and here we are, 2020, and we are What's the no, How?
1: No, so first of all, it wasn't easy. So, um... Uh, but
0: it's really fast. I mean, it's, that's, that's insane. <laughs> insanely fast. I, I,
1: yeah. but, so I'll just, I'll just walk you back. Initially, when when I started this issue and, and when I got into this space... It was a whole conversation of, you know, what I was doing to change the community, and at at the very at a very early stage, I understood what was at hand. So it goes back to twenty fifteen as a person, as a can teach, um, understanding the, because to understand the modeling of our, of, our, of our fundraising, it has been simple, um, impact investors. And in terms of uh, prizes and 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 grants that has been our major space so in 2015 i took part actively in, in in the development of the new sdgs so as we faced out the Millennium development course i took part significantly in the in the in the development of um the SDGs, and i was part of a program called uh, uh the un uh, the u.n Gen- general secretary's uh initiative on global education first and we did this in, in in Jordan
0: how did you get involved in that program
1: it was just a blind application uh, I think I saw it once and and that particular year um Kenya had hosted the global entrepreneurship summit and I happened to know somebody who was listed as one of the entrepreneurs in that space and my, and, and my love for entrepreneurship grew there and I saw there was a space to collaborate globally and come up with key solutions
0: did you, did you attend the summit or you... No, I didn't. Uh, so I uh,
1: happened to know somebody. So in the process okay. of knowing this somebody, I talked to them, and they made me understand for you to get to these particular spaces, there are key opportunities that you need to watch out for. Now, as this okay. happened, it happened that uh, the UN uh, SG had just posted a new initiative called Global Education mm-hmm. First. and the whole notion okay. for this uh, this 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 activity was to have a build up of the SDGs that were listed in the in, in the in the in the 2016. So I actively took part in in, in listing uh, goal uh, the, the goal for education first. But apart from it, it gave me a new opening to about global opportunities and networks and partnerships that can help somebody move from one stage to another. Then on, it was a different series. So uh, I entered on and won particular particular awards, particular competitions that at the end of it all were an addition to my to my profile. And it gave me a, a go-ahead and say, you know, this is the person you want to work with in terms of impact and and and, and, and scaling in, in, in social entrepreneurship in Africa. And I think that was the, one of the key things that I focused on, having my brand as an impact
0: uh, guy. Personality, yeah. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because yeah. I was wondering, like... Uh, so that's that that was that was the approach
1: okay go ahead yeah so again it, it goes all the way to uh, as early as 2017 again receiving a queen's young leaders award from her majesty it was just the brand brand after brand so by the time we were getting to um with the beauty and saying now guys we need to change who is, the who, is, who
0: is who is her majesty
1: uh queen elizabeth herself
0: I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> she <reminds laughs> you like she's somebody who who lives down the street here. And, no, 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 no. no. Like, uh, I mean,
1: in really, really, <laughs> uh, she, she's no, she, she's somebody I really, I really admire, and
0: you hang out
1: with. No, no, I really admire her, and her impact across the Commonwealth has been felt, and I feel her vision for the Commonwealth. Is one that can really uh, uh, fast. Yeah. This, first out, of all, of I,
0: I'll, I'll push back on that. There's nothing. There's, the Commonwealth is a, just an idea. It's not a real thing. Uh, so <laughs> I, somebody somebody roped us into. Somebody roped us into a thing called Commonwealth. There's no, this the world is not common. Give me a break, man. But there's anyway, go back <laughs> to your story. I, I, like, I like how you approach this. You, you, you first of all built your brand. in, in yeah. critical development impact networks. Huge move. Yeah. That allowed you to actually have, be able to access the right information, the right uh, uh, competitions, and that's how you were able to raise money. Senior.
1: Yes, that was it. So, I, so by the time we were getting to 2019, 2018, 2019, I mean, I knew, I knew what to go for, and I think that has been the story right. to now. And and it's 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 it's. it's it's a, it's it's a process until this particular st- type, time and stage we also still you know we also learning. still in the process of learning and raising funds because if you ask me what we need to do this whole story that i'm talking about i feel it's somebody that it, it, should, it should be in the public domain and the people need to hear about that but the difference right. between getting there and where we are there are a lot of factors there's human resource there's team development uh there's uh, 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 financing that needs to to be pushed for us to move to the next stage so that next time when you ask me that the big players in the industry we need to be one of those big players that are setting the pace for other people to follow and i feel that is where other pharmaceutical companies especially retail are failing we're just out there making money selling drugs making our cuts but we are not really Building systems that help us serve the people more.
0: Got it. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I like people who know their game, right? Um, I'm always very, very. In our market, there's a lot of pretenders, right? People who actually just jump into a space, like you're saying, they make their cart, but they don't go deep into understanding the nature of the problem, trying to innovate and kind of really being a student of the business that they're in. I like yeah. that. To me, I'm, I'm always. We need more people like that, right? We need yeah. more people who are. We're really about it, um, and we're about to kind of wrap up over here. So there's so many questions I can ask you, but a couple of things right now. So, uh, how what what's the size of your? How much have you raised so far?
1: Um, so first of all, Mark, uh, raising cash in terms of grants and prize money is not easy. Um, we have raised eighty thousand USD with that, and of course, there's a whole conversation around why don't you go for investors. Equity and you know whatnot or not, right. but I always say, as 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 young businesses in, I, everyone has their own their own their own you know their own belief and plan. Right. Uh, mine is simple. Uh, we need to grow with ability to a level where when we're bringing in investors, we're able to really to able to reason on the same platform and have conversations as equals. Because mostly exactly. and significantly, these guys come in pushing their money and them it's pushing a their ideas yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's their business they, in five ten years they need to get out and have their money ready right. now right. with Abiti needs to be here for decades and for generations exactly. we mm-hmm. won't do that with with the partnership Short-term thinking right? yeah mm-hmm. at, at vulnerable stages and bringing on people who will really manipulate how we operate so but let me yeah, ask you a question is... this is
0: such an important thing this is such an important thing you are yeah. a young person. How did you come across this insight? Because most people will go for, hey, you're going to give me money. They won't think through the second and third order consequences of their decisions about taking somebody else's money. Who? How did you... Did somebody mentor you about this? And please be honest. <laughs> how did you come across... This is a big deal. How did you come across this insight?
1: Uh, so... First of all, my brother is an entrepreneur, uh, he runs uh, uh, an agri-tech company, and I saw mm-hmm. him rise through the business space, and also there's Jamie, uh, the former owner of uh, Byron Kenya. These are two guys who really shaped my thinking in, in business, yeah, but also, the one thing that I always tell young people is, um, your business is not a business, still you can rely on your revenues. So if you're moving yeah. to grants, investors' money, and and whatnot, then you're in business. Make your money fast, then grow with that. And I always tell people, uh, for us to raise a, a million dollar uh, cash from investors, it's based on two things: it's either the team, or, or 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 the revenues. Now, what happens in mostly in Africa? We don't have the team. We don't have guys from MIT, Harvard, people who went to their schools and risen at their level. Here in Kenya, in as much as our education uh, uh, is is significant, I'll say this. I'll, yeah. I'll
0: say this. I'll, I'll kind of I'll agree with you, but also disagree with you also. Yeah. Uh, the, there is. You're right in the sense that there are no pre-built kind of people who think at that level. But the 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 talent is there if people are willing to work with what's there. That's. I'll tell you that because that's what we do at Impact Africa, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, if if we're looking for ready-made. Talent will be speaking this language. That's not generally available. And even if it's available, it's very expensive, right? Because yeah. those people are there, but they cost a pretty penny and a startup can not afford them. So you got to go to the ground and say, I'm going to work with the raw material and we are, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to develop the team, right? And now yeah. there's so many resources that you can develop people with. There's podcasts, there's videos on YouTube, there's all kinds of information. So you've got to invest in the developing your team. Um, and your people. but I, I, So I agree with you, but I also challenge that and say, hey, listen, you know, instead of waiting for, for those people to show up, and I'm not saying this is what you're doing, I'm just yeah. talking in general, we need to kind of think about it in a different way and say, holy cow, we have a different set of uh, I- inputs into the opportunity space in terms of talent and how we have to approach it. And everybody has a different situation, but fundamentally, there's amazing raw talent that is very cost-effective that if you invest in, in general and do the right have the right environment the right culture we'll generally stay loyal to you if you're doing something big and meaningful um yeah. that's my view on that but go ahead
1: yeah uh, that's right so basically i think you it's because you cut me off
0: uh, but again
1: when you say we have raw talent
0: it that's really, my job do, do
1: yeah problems. yeah <laughs> so it's okay so <laughs> when you say we have raw talent it leads up to my second point which is when investors come and see you're not from their school of thought you know. Uh, ivy league yeah. type of universities yeah. then the other thing as an entrepreneur you can show is your revenues and now revenues comes from the raw talent that you say that you built something from scratch and saying, you know regardless of all these challenges that we had this is our annual revenue and that's what you know that's the snap of a finger that people look at and say okay yes if you're able to do this then i can put my money here so again right. i always challenge uh, organizations especially uh, entrepreneurs in 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 the local market Focus on revenues because that is the language these people understand. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Listen, um, we're kind of running, we're over time right now. Uh, we try to keep these this conversations short. I think what we need to do is we need to have a part two so we can talk a little bit yeah. about, we can dig into some of these topics, but you've given us a lot to actually work with here. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, this is, this is a really great episode. Any final message for our audience out there, uh, a lesson that you've learned other than anything you've talked about so far?
1: Uh, just basically stay safe. I know this corona times is trying, and 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 many many young people are are looking at uh, uh more or less in in a very hard place. Uh, just stay safe. Uh, the economy will, will will come back, and it will be better. But again, during this time is when the future of um businesses and uh, enterprises will be shaped. So it's during this time that you really need to stand strong and have your plan ready for post-corona and during corona. Apart from that, thank you, Mark, for having me.
0: No worries. No worries, uh, Tabet. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Cheers.